Hello, welcome to a brand new episode of the Shellheads podcast. Uh, we are your hosts, Sergio and Jeff. How's it going, Jeff? It's going, Sergio. How's it going with you? It's going pretty good. I, uh, uh, I like we're still quarantining, right? Yep. Uh, let's see. We're talking about Ninja Turtles this time. We are. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, we're talking about the 2000 what. 12? Yeah, the 2012 Nickelodeon television show entitled Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, as opposed Obviously. to how the other shows are titled. Um, and last time we talked about this th- this show, uh, we talked about the first season and got all the way up to episode 13. Uh, this episode we are picking up directly where we left off uh, starting in the middle of season one and finishing it out uh, with episode twenty six, we have uh, like a, a beefy, a beefy list of list of episodes to go through. So love beef. We should we should probably just jump right in, considering it's going to be long. Yeah, but we don't have to, you know, drown it out like you know, or do we don't have to go into every single little detail? Oh, we won't. Yeah. Trust me, we won't. Yeah. Uh, as much as I love this show, like I absolutely love this show. It's 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 the best thing Nickelodeon could have done to the turtles at the time. Yes. There is a lot of stuff in this back half of the season that may not deserve to really be chatted about that much. Mm. No, or is it, do you I don't know. Disagree? I mean, I kind of I didn't really feel like there was a whole lot of filler um to be honest. I Again, I, you know, I didn't really watch it as much like when it aired. So I just kind of waited for home video stuff. Mm-hmm. So because I could never catch it when it was on and I was like, what, what's going on? So getting to really sit down and just kind of take my time and, and pour myself over these episodes. Just it was just. It was a heck of a ride. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I was just just wasn't as engaged in this half of the season, right? But I I just felt like the 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 overall plot was going nowhere. I, I, I like until the very end when all the plot went everywhere. You know. Well, yeah, I could see that. Um, but let's just let's, let's just jump into the episodes because there are there are some really interesting things that happen. Yeah, uh, and some of them happen right up top, like right, right, right at the top of us watching. Um, like the, the the first episode we're going to talk about is New Girl in Town, which we we had some some confusion last time. Where what was the what was the other one the the, the Rat King episode? Yeah, the I Monster. I Monster. Yeah, like the production code on that was technically after uh, uh, New Girl in Town, but it aired before. Yeah. So the internet and everyone has, who knows, who knows? This one is just, it's after that one. So it's number 14. Yeah. And this is where we meet Karai. Yes. Voiced by the breathtaking Kelly Who. This first episode, like, it really stands out for two reasons. One, obviously the debut of Karai, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the whole weird... Leo has a crush on Karai subplot that immediately happens. Yeah. 
which which is an aspect of this series that I, I definitely want to talk about. Not yet, uh, mm-hmm. but as we wrap up the episode, I, I want to bring that up again. Um, yeah. It also stands out because Leo abandons the other three because he's like, if y'all don't want to be led by me, fine. Go do your own thing. See how hard it is, right? Yeah. Which is kind of a trope. It's it's something that, that you know has happened before mm-hmm. uh, in, in Ninja Turtles. But I don't know if it's ever been driven home by Splinter the way it was in this episode about how important leadership is and how it's its own character trait. To my knowledge, just from everything that we've read and, and watched so far, um, I don't think that's come up. Like quite, I, I, I wrote down a quote as, actually. Yeah. Uh, leadership is not about a, a, it's not about being appreciated. It's about responsibility. So so basically, I don't really care how much they don't want to be led by you. You're the leader. Step up and do it, or shut up. Right. Is is is, is how I read read into it, and the 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 more I watch this Splinter again. It, it's kind of he's kind of come around coming around on me. He's because he's he's very blunt. Yeah, so he's he's more like he's kind of a mixture of the different iterations, uh, the Mirage comic, and then uh, a little bit of the Jokey, um, you know, here and there. But I don't know if I had said this on the the Splinter episode, but um, a character spotlight. But this is. 2K12 Splinter is absolutely my favorite version of Splinter. I, I remember you saying that. I remember you saying that. And and okay. I remember being very uh, down on this version. Mm. But the more, I, the more I watch him, the more I actually want him to be on screen. Which I can't say for a lot of the other Splinters. Yeah. Like, there's there's some, like, nice dry humor mm-hmm. that comes through. And I was like, oh, this is this is good. I just I found myself laughing out loud. I was just so so happy. Yeah. Um let's see. Of course, uh Raphael realizing that leading is hard, you know, that the end of the episode is pretty predictable. You know exactly how it's going to end. Yeah. Um probably the one of my favorite parts of the episode is when Mikey learns about poop. <laughs> they know we're living down here, right? <laughs> No, they don't. They don't know we're living down here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't want to go into the individual story beats of every single episode. Right. Well, you know, a little bit here and there. You know, if if there's anything that stood out specifically to you, absolutely call it out. I mean, I had that in my notes. Mikey learns the truth about the sewer. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, then, and, 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 like, the, 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 the joke was tied to, like, a fertilizer joke. Yeah, because that's what Snakeweed had. That Snakeweed had, had kidnapped all these humans and was basically incubating them to turn them into fertilizer for him. Mikey gets knocked out. It's just a little bit too much for Raph, and of course, you know, everything comes back around um, with with Leo. Uh, but my one of my favorite moments is how do they wake up Mikey with pizza? No, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's the go-to. Always. I, I, I would be upset if it was anything else. Yeah. Um, but that's that's pretty much the highlights of that episode. Like, 
Karai like or or Leo immediately being very intrigued by it by Karai mm-hmm. is the second time this has happened with a turtle. Yeah, like as it's 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 very well documented in the series that Donatello has a crush on April. Right, and as uncomfortable as that is, yes, yeah. really charming. It is, and as the series goes on, each turtle meets a girl that they have a crush on. Hmm. Like, I I can't remember which one was which, but when uh when Renette comes around, one either it was either Mikey or or Raph, it was like, oh hey. And there was one other female character that shows up that the what? I think Mona Lisa. Was, Mona Lisa. Yeah, I think it was Mona Lisa that that, that one of the two had a thing Raph. for. So 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 yeah, like these characters are teenagers. You know, it's it's literally in the name of the name of the show. But this is the first time in all of Teenage Ninja Turtledom has like that aspect of teenager come out, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't know why it took so long for it to be ignored. I guess because there's no female turtles for them to be like, oh, hey. Hmm. Well, I mean, if you count the original film, you had Mikey you know, going crazy over April. But that's, you know, that's typical. Yeah. I don't know. Like, like, like these are like actual, like romantic feelings, which is, yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't gone on that long. Yeah. It shouldn't be this uncomfortable. It shouldn't. They're teenagers. Yeah. But they're also animals. So that, that's kind of a line you don't cross. (laughs) Look, look, this isn't me trying to, to justify anything. I'm just saying it's interesting that, 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 this Ninja Turtle show is the one that's like, hey, this is the thing. Things got real dark quick. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to episode two of this. Of, of this. Like, it's, it's episode 15, the alien agenda. The, the, they jump directly into the whole Leo trying to impress and, and uh, showing off for Karai. Oh, yeah. And it's so hammy. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> and it's, it's so Leo. I'll save you. I'll save you, Mikey. I was like, oh, th- hey, wait. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 really a it's 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 Leo's character traits come full circle. Yeah. Um but it, but it but again, it's it's fun to see him be awkward. Every time he's awkward, it's it's great. Uh ultimately, Karai drives a wedge between the turtles. Um because, you know, he's all like, "No, she's good." And they're like, "But she's foot." blah blah blah, you know. Um, we find out that there's something about April's DNA mm-hmm. uh, that the Krang need. We, they don't. They didn't really expound upon that in this episode. Yeah, a part of the uh, worldwide genome project. That's true. Yes. Yes. Uh, let's see. Karai accidentally creates a mutant monster. Wait, what? Named Justin? <laughs> yeah. Is that is that accurate? Because my notes yeah. here are kind of sparse. Yes. Yes, it is Justin. <laughs> so a weird. They 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 got to the DNA collection facility, and it's just like a giant hodgepodge of DNA, and she just kind of auto dumped everything into the mutagen tank. And it created a weird 
you know, hodgepodge mutant. And and they named it Justin. Because Mikey could not figure out a name. <laughs> All right. Okay, fine. That'll do. Yeah. Oh, but before that happens, um, you know, Karai is kind of tagging along because she wants to see, you know, she's curious as to what's going on in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she gets to jump on uh, where she's following them, obviously spying on them. And but Raphael gets to jump on her and then they end up fighting and then Leo tries to break him up. But then he slips back and hits the uh, control panel and activates the Pac-Man alarm. I was like, holy crap. Was there a sound effect that I missed? Yeah. I, I don't I don't know how I missed that. Yeah, it's been, it's, it's been like a, it's been almost a week since I watched it. So who knows? That's probably yeah. why I'm good at listening for audio cues like there's some more there's two there's at least two more coming up that are very familiar. All right. So what else about this episode was special? Uh we've got some great snappy dialogue from the Krang. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite things about this freaking show. I don't know how they came up with it. It's got to be from some like horror movie or sci-fi film series or something but i've got to find i've got to find out more details that it might be in the art book um it might be yeah but uh i think it's in this episode yeah crank speak is 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 one of the funniest things in this entire series (laughs) just makes me happy sergio um i'm pretty sure it's this episode because i i have sticky notes um but when they go into the ones who are not authorized by the authority of Crane to exist in this place will now be destroyed by the Crane in this place. Like, wait, what? <laughs> Do they always talk that way? You're like, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like the, they're getting kind of overwhelmed by the turtles and Karai kicking their butts. And then they, they bring in a backup cannon. And it's like, Crane is now arriving to provide the help that has been requested by Crane. oh man and like i know it's not it's not the friendly utrams that we we all know like in 2k3 and in the mirage comics but it's more based off of how kind of terrifying they looked in the first issues of the comics and i kind of dig that like they might be my favorite versions i'm gonna say they are that's it. Okay. I, I, yeah. And you know what? I, I, I can ride with that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like that there's, you can't really tell if the Krang are a hive mind or if they are just a bunch of individuals with the same name. Yeah. So like one that's kind of cool. Big alien race known as Krang. Yeah. Um, but I think the most important thing we get out of this episode is the foot learning that the Krang are a thing. Yeah. Yeah, which turns out to be a pretty big deal. Yes, a very big deal. Uh, let's move on to the pulverizer because I really like the pulverizer episode. Yeah, okay. Because it's we have, stupid. It is stupid. We have a nugget. Okay. I was, I mean, you know, because I'm always curious about voice actors and stuff. I'm like, that's like that voice sounds so familiar. First, I thought it was, um, see, now I can't think of his name. Um, 
I thought it was Josh Keaton who voiced Spectacular Spider-Man, but I'm like, it was kind of close. But turns out it's it's Roger Craig Smith, aka the voice of Sonic for Sega since 2010, doing the pulverizer. Yeah, cool. Um, so I guess we should explain who the pulverizer is. He's basically just a dude, like a really clumsy klutz that decides he wants to be a hero just like the Ninja Turtles are and it's puts a on a glorified fanboy. Oh, yes. Yeah, because he, he cosplays as a Ninja Turtle and then tries to fight the foot. And having absolutely no skill, it doesn't go well. Not at all. Uh, and he, he shows up at a time when the Turtles are fighting the foot and the Turtles are like, who is this guy? What are you doing? Stop it. And ultimately, Donatello's like, fine, if you're going to do this, let me at least show, give you some pointers so you don't completely get just, you know, trounced. Yeah. And there's, there's, a, there's a nice, adorable, you know, montage of him just failing spectacularly at getting trained. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my notes here, I have, this episode is all over the place. All over the place. Because it is, like... It, it, like it goes from Baxter building uh, fish faces robot limbs uh, to like needing a crank power cell. Like, do Baxter I? Building. Do I? Baxter building from Fantastic Four? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> what well, is? Yes, like Baxter, comma building. Fish faces, faces a skeleton thing. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a robot chicken legs. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I, I still don't understand the fish face character at all. Yeah, like whatsoever. It is, it is the most inconvenient way to make a villain who is also extremely susceptible to just dying immediately. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't get it. I don't. I guess I I, I don't know. I, I I don't get it. The the pulverizer comes back later, and in my opinion, let's not is spoil in, it. Let's not spoil it. But we'll get no, I'm not going to spoil yeah. it. But he comes nope. back later in what I'm going to say is probably my favorite episode of the season. Hmm. Um. But we'll get to that when we get to that episode. Is there anything about the first pulverizer episode that that really like? draws draws you out well we got the uh the first didn't we get the first looked at the shell razor that is correct the shell razor was in this episode giant freaking mass of a tank subway car thing like yeah the term roadhog doesn't seem to do to be big enough or the word roadhog doesn't seem to be a big enough word because there are literally, literally scenes where it's the only thing on the road. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know how I feel about Ninja Turtle vehicles. Yeah. So, I, I don't want to... I'm not going to, like, poo-poo on it that much, but... I think it's it, pretty it, great. This might be my favorite version of the Turtle Van. Um, like, it was cool that it could go from a train to a car. Yeah. A but giant monster truck of a car. Yeah, but that's about all. That, other than that, it's 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 just a way for them to get around, you know. And 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 if you notice in this episode, they needed a power cell to power it. Yeah. 
but that power cell was destroyed or no, it got lost and they didn't replace it, but somehow they were able to power the car the rest of the season. Yeah. With no explanation. That, that's no kind of explanation. Been bugging me. Been bugging yeah. me. Yeah. It's it, again, kids show doesn't have to be explained. It's just, it just wasn't explained. Yeah. Uh, then let's just go ahead and jump to uh, TCRI. So turtles are searching for a power cell. They visit Leatherhead. They need Leatherhead's help. Of course, he goes crazy and berserk, grabs Donnie's noggin like he always does. Um, and they got to figure out how to get in the TCRI building. So they basically use April to do a, a kind of a Trojan horse thing, delivers uh-huh. a package into the elevator, runs or tries to get away. They try to stop her, but she gets away anyway. Mm-hmm. And you find out that it's freaking Leatherhead. Yeah, yeah. Just goes they berserk. That, they literally do that two times this season. Yeah. There is a they've got a portal machine, very much like a transmat, which they are trying to that's what the power cell is for, to power the machine to open a portal to dimension X. Yes. And what comes through? A giant freaking rock soldier who's General Trag. Do they actually say his name though? Yes, because when Leatherhead works his way up there, and that elevator fight is is quite nice. Dope. That was very dope. It was the, it was the probably the best thing in that episode. Um, because Leatherhead sees him and he knows who it is, and he he screams out his name. Leatherhead screams Trag. Yeah. Really, I did not. I don't recall hearing that. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. What other nuggets do we have from this episode, Jeff? Probably one of the... Uh, there's a big nugget, but I'll get to that in a minute. But, like, it was one of the saddest things when you see Leatherhead taking Trag back through the portal. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, just come on. Come on, because we love Leatherhead. I don't. Um, yeah, you do. No, I don't. You like him. No, no. He's fine. Um, and uh, later on, you kind of see all the turtles, you know, in the lair, mm-hmm. kind of reflecting on what's going on. And then you see Mikey watching TV. And I look over like, oh, snap. He's watching Ultraman. It's like, yes. Or something very similar to Ultraman because licensing rights. And of course, we find out that the Krang are after April. Still, because she's special. It's, yeah, she's quote-unquote special. And Mikey grabbed a USB, like a jump drive, which comes into play later. Yeah, I think that, that might be it. Um, yeah. There was one callback that I, I think you might have missed. Uh, it, at the beginning of the episode, when they were sneaking into TCRI, April used a yo-yo to do the same, like, around-the-world attack. Yes! Oh. That Mikey did in, the in, in what, what was it, uh, Secret of the Use? Yeah, I feel bad for myself. <laughs> you got me on that one. <laughs> My first thought was, Jeff's going to catch that. <sighs> well, you know. Having recently watched the, the TCRI episode in uh, 2K3. Yeah. Like, this one's fine. It just doesn't hold the same, doesn't carry the same weight. I feel like they tried to shove too much too much stuff in it. Hmm. Eh, it's possible. 
Because what you know? was it? Was it was a two-parter originally? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really nice seeing like a uh, a rock soldier because you know it was huge. Hadn't hadn't really seen one of those since the original cartoon. Mm-mm. Uh, and all the combat with it was really good. It was uh, very very good. Michelangelo battering ram was one of my favorite moments after they got captured and put in this oh, like yeah. <laughs> container. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that that was a fun sequence. Let's go ahead and jump to Cockroach Terminator, an episode that I really, really liked. I really like this one as much as I hate cockroaches. Um, I don't know of anybody that likes them. Well, that's true. It's, they're not a popular animal. Let's see. Okay, Donatello sends a cockroach with a spy headset on into the Krang. Is it the Krang head, head, headquarters? Yeah, or was it the foot yeah. headquarters? No, it's it's uh, Krang. Okay, so so obviously, if you put a a uh, a camera on a cockroach, it's going to get mutated. Of course, of course. Like that's why, why are you even telling the story unless he does get mutated? So it happens. Um, obviously, Raph is extremely scared of cockroaches. Which is weird because they live in a sewer, so there's like scads of them everywhere. Yeah, especially in New York. I mean, literally, I mean, especially from watching freaking um, Hellboy. He lifts up that manhole cover and the whole thing is coated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just. Ugh. Well, the, the entire episode is is kind of a play on Terminator. An extreme play on Terminator, yeah. and, and 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 it's also like a uh, here's how Raphael gets over his fear of cockroaches. Yeah, you know, and like the the, the more the more I look at it, or the more I think about it, it it's really not good. Like when when it comes to how he gets over it, because like. Facing your fear is not always the way to get over a fear. Right. It's just the way to deeper, d- deeply ingrain the fear into your bones, especially when your fear is literally coming at you with laser cannons and stuff. And literally cannot be stopped by any conventional method. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, like I really enjoyed the episode because of how much I love Terminator. I do too. And how much I love Raphael and, and, and seeing character growth in Raphael. Um, yeah. I don't really think it does much of anything for the overall story. Mm-hmm. I think, can we take a moment and just notice how much Sean Astin freaking shines in this episode? Oh, as Raphael? Yeah. Like, oh, yes. He's so freaking good. Sean Astin is very good as Raphael. Like mm-hmm. that is like no secret. It's he's really good as Raphael. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, like there's a whole subplot where the, the the Krang are trying to get a diamond so they could drill to the Earth's core, and mm-hmm. like, and and and, may, and maybe may, maybe that's why. Again, I, I keep trying to 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 understand why the back half of the season didn't do much for me, and I think it's because all of the nuggets of overarching story or overarching story were so spread apart and didn't seem to really be adding up to anything. 
mm-hmm. until at the end when suddenly everything works. You know, right. like why did they have to include the d- drill to the center of the earth plot in this episode? Yeah, it didn't seem necessary. There was a, there was literally a Terminator cockroach. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Maybe 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 I'm I'm looking too 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 deep into it, or or I'm being too critical or not critical enough, or I don't know. Well, I mean, this could be considered as somewhat of a filler episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a fun filler. Oh yeah, all the episodes are fun. Yeah. We get and one thing that just is a continuing uh, dynamic through the series that I love is the brotherly antics, especially between Mikey and Raph. Yep. Like it's it it's delightful. We saw it in some of the issues of Mirage, not a whole lot, but I love that they play that up way more. So the the center of it is family, and it's I think it's more present than probably any other iteration um i'll give you that that yeah, yeah. i i agree i'm just gonna go ahead and talk about this and i don't because I, I can't remember which episode it went with but i had to rewind this five or six times and i just couldn't stop laughing um because you can kind of overhear what they're saying uh, i was like crank has been on the diet known as gluten free crank has already <laughs> lost 13 crank units of weight <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, let's move on to Baxter's Gambit. This episode is pure filler. I have, I've got a couple of notes, and that's about it about this. There's some big nuggets. So, um, yeah. So, so basically, uh, Stockman tricks the turtles and uh, what's what's his name, Dog Pound and Fish Face. In, into this giant maze of doom, along with the turtles, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, all, all, all of the, all six of them, and they then have to work together to get through the maze, and that's the hook of the episode: bad guys working with good guys. Yeah. What What are you? What are your? Uh, what are your notes? Well, we learned a bit about um, Zever's backstory, which was. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, most of his backstory could be assumed, but yeah. But yeah, it just kind of confirms what can be assumed. Um, some scenes you can see Mikey like the influence because I've already talked about the sound effects for his nunchucks are probably lifted from Bruce Lee films, which are very distinctively sound. Uh, is a very distinctive sound. Mm-hmm. Um. So his some of his movements with Chucks are kind of, I think, emulated on that. Um, uh, more April training as a Kono each. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so picking out those weapons was pretty funny. Um, That's true. I did enjoy the, the, with the weapons picking out like scene. Um, So, in part of the, what is it, Maze of Doom, uh, you see these (laughs) giant, like, floating silver balls, um, which is taken directly from uh, the horror series Phantasm, 
not to be confused with Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Phantasm, yeah. Totally unrelated. Um, so, yeah. Um, and we learn a bit uh, about Splinter's daughter, Miwa. 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 So, not a whole lot, but just enough. April had knocked over uh, a photo during trying to figure out what to do with the wep- you know, each weapon that she was choosing, and uh, that's how we go into that little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and at, like, at this point in the story, it's not hard to put the pieces together. Yeah, but we don't want to spoil anything for you folks. Uh, well, we have to assume they're, they've already seen these episodes. Um Maybe. Maybe. Why else would they be listening? Like, who listens to this not having seen the episodes? I don't know. Maybe somebody who can't find them on freaking Blu-ray or DVD. Um, they, they're all available to purchase via eh, digital download. Uh, eh, and, eh, eh. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so they're they're clearly setting up the whole "Hey, Karai is my kid" thing for Splinter. Yeah. You know, it's 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 obvious. I'm not saying that's bad. It's not bad that it's obvious, but it's yeah. very obvious. Yeah. Uh, because of the you know the mentioning of Miwa and 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 the the never clear statement of she perished or she is dead. Yeah. You know, uh, like we know we know uh, Tang Shen is dead. Like that is mm-hmm. like she's the un- she's the the Uncle Ben of the series. Basically. Um. And, and and this is one of the one of the episodes where they're really steering into that and setting up the the, the, the big season finale. Yeah. However, all of that could be could have been in another episode because this is a full on filler episode. Yeah. With the, the 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 characters in the maze of doom are all of I really like that everything was the blank of doom. Yeah. And that was the joke. Uh, you got anything else for Baxter's Gambit? No. Um, just like on the DVD, the when you highlight the episode, it's just Baxter standing up on that floating platform that says Doom behind him. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, uh, I, I, I like how nerdy Baxter is. I do too. Uh, let's see. The next episode is Enemy of My Enemy. I don't remember anything about this episode. Like, I have notes. Like, I'm going to read them. But. Oh, this was a good one. Was it? Yeah. Okay. From here, it shows, like, Krang. What I, what I wrote was Krang's mobilizing to take over the planet. Uh, Turtles end up working with Karai uh, because of the Krang threat. Shredder shows up, and Leo learns uh, Karai is Shredder's daughter. Yeah. That's the um, quick cliff note version. Yeah, that's all I wrote down was the, the quick cliff note version of most of this stuff. Um, and it, it, the, the reason it's called the enemy of my enemy is because the, the turtles work with Karai. Like, the, the, they make a conscious effort. Hey, this is bigger than both, than our petty little rivalry. The world might come to an end. Yeah. Uh, and Shredder does not see it that way. Mm-mm. Which, which, it's kind of a strike against the the, the the Shredder character until you learn 
his intentions later in the season. Yeah. Because it just seems real stupid. It's like, dude, if there's no world for you to rule, why aren't... What are you doing? Exactly. What are your thoughts on this episode? Because obviously, I don't have many. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even remember that it existed. Um, I really like this one just because of the, uh, the Krang flying saucer. Um, and again, just that... That they're obviously and clearly based off some kind of goofy, you know, in, they're just there's a heavy influence from just goofy science fiction television. That. Movies. Yeah. that flying saucer had a real Mars attacks vibe. When Shredder got knocked into the ocean, a cry, of course, went after him. And um, along with the crane ship that Leo blew up with a rocket launcher. Um, and when she pulled him up out of the water we found out that Shredder saves one of the Krang. Yes, yes, that is pretty important. Um, that will also, go... It, it also makes me wonder what what uh, Shredder's armor is made of. Yeah. Because if he doesn't just sink wearing it, then it's probably aluminum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Karai's Vendetta. Krang is transforming the water supply uh, from underneath water. Um, and simultaneously, uh, April is ambushed by Karai in the, uh, what was it? The Japanese restaurant of the blind yeah. guy. Yeah. And <laughs> there was a, a Loch Ness monster sex joke. Oh, toward, towards the end of it. And there, there was, there was a, uh, an April and Karai fight at the, you know, towards the end of the episode. Like a lot of stuff happens in Karai's Vendetta. There was a lot. There was a lot. Um, and the uh, we found out that the uh, the the exoskeleton suit that Karai stole in a couple episodes ago comes into play when they actually have a crane to put uh, in it. Yeah. 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 Like he doesn't say much unless you put him in his little house. I think was was the wording. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so th- there was some there was some good action in this episode, as the turtles you know try to fight through the under undersea Krang base. Yeah. But I think the more interesting thing is Karai versus April. Yeah, without a doubt. But I just I love the mind games that she's playing with her throughout uh, the episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm like some trivia on this episode. Um, when Karai introduces herself to April, right? Mm-hmm. She introduces herself as Harmony. Mm-hmm. And apparently the Japanese lettering for Harmony is pronounced Miwa in English. Oh. Yeah. And and like it when like Miwa translates as beautiful harmony oh that's so cool yeah yeah it's like someone did way too much work coming up with a with a with a fake name for karai whoever you are thank you yeah yeah seeing seeing shredder hang out with a krang is real in in this series is real weird yeah because he seems like super serious and just one track mind Right, right, and 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 to see that that he he's 
he's figuring out ways to leverage this new, new weird enemy. It, like it's it's intriguing on a character level, but mm-hmm. I just don't know. I, I I don't like this shredder, man. I just don't. Like, he's pretty powerful. He's pretty menacing. And and Kevin gives a hundred percent to the role. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, he's very one dimensional. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I will say that's one of the weakest points of the series. Yeah. Just because he just doesn't really add anything extra or do anything different un, until we kind of find out at the the end of um, season one. Yeah, um, and I, I think what it is is that he does too much hands-on stuff too early. Yeah. Like, like you're supposed to be scared of shredders like power and you know what he's able to do without lifting a finger and he repeatedly has to lift fingers in this season and he gets wrecked yeah so yeah and and that and that that's 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 exactly kind of the same way i feel yeah um and it's a it's a really good way to put it his role in this series yeah I, I think my, my only other note on this episode specifically is at the very end, um, April and, and, and Karai have a Martha moment. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> Bad Sergio. Bad. <laughs> they did, though. Like, yeah. like, literally, they were like, I lost my mother. Oh, I lost my mother, too. Yeah. And what it... it what, <laughs> yeah, so... So the Loch Ness monster thing, we we get the turtle sub, we we the tur again. What what are they? What are we doing? Uh, we're selling action figures, Sergio. Shut up. Okay, cool. Yeah, well they got a sub in two K three. Turtle sub, um, and not like a sandwich, like a turtle sub, like submarine. Still not yeah. the sandwich. No. And as they're leaving in it, the the, the this Loch Ness monster looking beast that they had to dodge before they went into the crank base it falls in love with their turtle sub the look on all of their faces is worth the price of admission yes yes like for for a moment there i seriously thought they were making the joke that they hinted that they were making yeah you know they they, they, they like they go in for the kill and then let up right there at the very end. It's like, no, no, they're just, you know, he's just kind of crushing on, on it. But it, that's, that's not what they hinted at. Yeah. You got anything else for that one? <laughs> it's a, it's a little, it's just a little moment is, um, so the, the Krang underwater base is, is like, they, it like, I guess it, the, there are engines on the back that suck up water. Uh-huh. And, Donnie goes down and takes the sub down and he's it's just like when anybody is playing a crane game, his tongue does a thing that like it's like goes to the left and he's like, ah, let me get a rock, <laughs> scoop it up, put it in the tank, put it in the engine and that'll clog it up. Just I love that little again, the little attention to detail, mm-hmm. which is fun. Like, let me focus here. I think t- sticking my tongue out is going to make me focus better. And pick up this rock. <laughs> <laughs> like Michael it, Jordan. Yeah, it totally worked. 
Well, good, because the next episode is probably my favorite. Okay. Uh, and that is the Pulverizer Returns. He's back. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's not my favorite because it's the best. It's my favorite because it's the most, like, real. They got really, like, it's, it, yeah, like you said, it's it's dramatic. It's dramatic. Like, a, it's, it's disturbing in a way. There's, the, yeah, it, it kind of gutted me. Um, yeah. There's some, there's a lot of weight to it. Um, there's a great moment and I really, there are a lot of uh, parts of this episode that I really like, uh, but in the beginning, you know, the turtles are fighting the foot and, um, Mikey makes a reference is like, Oh, it's like we, uh, we cleared a video game on easy. And then Leo goes into this whole rant saying with them and saying, master splinter says, you know, real combat is not like a video game. And then here comes Donnie. He's like, Oh, coins. <laughs> <laughs> I I caught that one, and then you I hear, laughed so hard at that. So good, and it's such a quick throwaway line that if you're not paying attention, you will not catch. <laughs> the timing was just perfect on it. it um, all right, let's let's jump let's dive into the weeds on this one because I I do want to spend a moment on on the pulverizer which turns. Yeah. Um, it's the, the pulverizer from the previous episode called the pulverizer is back. And, and this time he has weaseled his way into the foot clan. Uh, and at first he thinks he's doing a good thing because the foot clan is fighting the Krang. Mm-hmm. And then the turtles are like, no, no, the foot clans, a, they're bad guys. You, you shouldn't be doing that. He's like, okay, okay. Well, since I'm here, can I be a spy? And the turtles reluctantly say, I guess so. And and let him do the like, basically let him throw himself into the fire. Yeah, of the Foot Clan, who are very clear and 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 even tell him that they're they're going to do experiments on him, that he is going to be cannon fodder. Like, yeah, the, I think the 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 phrase cannon fodder is even used in the you know episode. It is, yeah, as Donatello explains to him with diagrams, <laughs> with diagrams, yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Ultimately, what happens is, you know, the pulverizer wants to be a superhero. He wants to be a mutant. He wants to have powers and be able to do good. And he gets mutated, but not into something that is useful. You know, the 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 Foot Clan don't have a stable version of mutagen. They're just trying to figure it out. And he turns into what is essentially what's it what's it called mutagen man? Eventually. Well, no, no. I mean, like, originally, the character of Mutagen Man was it was that, like, amoeba-like looking human thing, right? Yeah, I still had that toy somewhere. Yeah, it was, like you could fill him with water and like body it had parts all these, would like, float around in it, like junk in there. I think like a little baby turtle was in there. I'm like, oh, yeah. Why are you in there? <laughs> yeah, like like Mutagen Man was in the original cartoon. Um, and yeah. was, and actually was named Seymour guts, which is yeah. real, real stupid. Um, I love this, it. it I love in, it. It was a great, disgusting looking toy. <laughs> um, in, in this episode, we learned that polarizer's name was Timothy, but 
he ba- he basically becomes a mute a mutant that can't do anything. He can't walk. He can't talk. He can't. He's just a blob of human parts of that, his own that, free will. Like of his own free will. Several times, but he's just not very bright. No, no, he's 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 not bright. And now his future is completely ruined. And all of the turtles not only feel guilty about what happened, are actually guilty. Yeah. Like, they, at no point, like, this should have stopped the previous episode. Like, Donatello should have never trained him. They, like, they should have found a way to keep him grounded, get, like, distract him doing other stuff that was not hero work. Like, they led him to danger. He opted into the danger. The turtles were like, he's an idiot. Let him do it. And then it changed him, like, irreversibly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and the, like, the, the emotion that is carried in the turtles after the transformation seems real. Yeah. Especially in Donatello. Because he feels the most responsible. Because that was kind of his responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the, the episode ends with Donnie, you know, vowing to figure it, figure out, a, you know, a way to make him, you know, make him whole again. And yeah, because they, they, they trap him in some kind of container and take him with them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's very much not a happy ending. No. And and every time the like Mutagen Man does come up in in the IDW comics, and I'm not going to spoil anything there, but it's a tragic tale. Yeah, Mutagen Man is always a tragic tale, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and and before all that too, there was a lot going on, um, as well, like with training, and Splinter suggests, hey, you need to switch weapons. Oh, what? Oh, that too. That was such a good subplot. It really was. And seeing the turtles with other weapons is so uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Like and it's 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 conveyed extremely well on 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 film too. Yeah. Like like you don't appreciate how good the action scenes are with the turtles using their own weapons until mm-hmm. you see them try to use others. Yeah, they're like, forget this. Let's go back. Here's yeah. our, you know, get our right weapons again. Change weapons. But then that backfires, and then Splinter <laughs> finds out and takes them away. Yeah, and, and makes them use no weapons, or yeah. makes them find weapons, which which ultimately works out. What else you got for the Pulverizer Returns? Because it is a very heavy episode. With like, if it didn't have the 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 the, the weapon subplot, I think it might be a bit too heavy. That's that's about it. Okay. But this was this this episode kind of gutted me. Like it just you know, the guy Timothy's heart is in the right place, but he just doesn't know better. Like yeah, don't go into danger. You're dumb. Like he does, he doesn't understand the gravity of the situations. He doesn't. He's he he gets himself into, and and it really comes back to bite him. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Parasitica. Yeah. Parasitica. And uh, this one, technically filler. Fun. It's a really fun filler. filler. Yeah. Uh, Leo gets bitten by a mutant wasp uh, and becomes ah. a rabid. What's no. that? Stung? Stung. Oh, okay, fine. The turtles always are... time to be right. And and Donatello actually mentions that in several episodes. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's just as obnoxious when he does it. Uh-huh, whatever. <laughs> but there is always time for accuracy, Sergio. Um, yeah, Leo gets stung by a mutant wasp and becomes a r- rabid monster protecting an egg that they find. Yeah, but like the, like the important part of this episode is getting the egg back to to the, to the lair and all of the hijinks that happen after that. Yeah, because Leo bites Raphael, mm-hmm. and Raph turns, and now they're both protecting the egg that they brought back home. And at, at that point, it's Mikey and Donnie, and Donnie's like, "Well, I have to make a you know basically a vaccine to get them you know un." unzombified yeah and before he can complete the vaccine he gets bitten as well yeah and he, but doesn't realize it until he's yeah, almost, until he's almost actually. turned yeah and then he he's he's spouting off all the information to mikey here's what you need to do it needs to be this this and this and i was like oh no it's up to mikey <laughs> we're all doomed <laughs> yeah yeah and, and and that's you know what we're supposed to think is oh no there's no way out yeah. Uh, um, well, Mikey heard enough from Donnie and created the, you know, the serum and ended up saving all of their lives. And like, it, there was just a fun, don't underestimate Mikey. Like subplot here. Exactly. Uh, a lot of really good action, a lot of really, really good dialogue between the turtles some because great... they were fighting each other the entire episode. Yeah, and some great creepy moments. Yes. Um, not only did Mikey end up saving them from their own zombie fight selves, he also killed all of the wasps that that uh, hatched from the egg they brought home. Yeah, all three of those mothers. Ooh. Yeah, so saving their lives again. Which he, of course, at the end lets them know very clearly by bragging. Yeah. Uh, it, it, like it's a fun episode, but as I said, very filler. Like you could completely remove this episode from the continuity, and you wouldn't lose anything. Right. Um. Op- let's see. Episode twenty-four. We're really, really getting to the to the to the big grand finale. Yeah. Episode twenty-four is Operation Breakout. April seems to get a secret message from her dad. Uh, Donnie translates it and decides to investigate and accidentally uh, lets out the neutralizer. I love this dude. Really? Like, a lot. I really like the design and the look of this character. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, if you kind of pay close attention to his chest, you can see that it's a skull. 
like it kind of makes out the image of a skull. He's so basically he's the term. He's the he's the predator, not the predator. He's the punisher. Sorry. A little bit combo predator and punisher, maybe. Um, Yeah. Yeah, he, he does. He does. Does he say anything at all in this episode? I don't no. recall him saying anything. No, uh, but he is voiced by uh, a lot of people's uh, one of their favorite actors, Danny Trejo. Um, really? Yeah. Like in later episodes? Uh huh. Okay. All right. All right. I do like Danny Trejo, but yeah. Yeah, I didn't hear him say anything this episode. Yeah, not nothing at all. You just get a nice big introduction. Um. Uh, let's see. We find out that that Kirby, um, uh, April's father. Uh, he gets you know, like like they save him. You know, he he gets you know put he brought back home. Um, you, mean Ron you can Howard? see, that, yeah, Ron Howard. Uh, but you can see that there's a chip in the back of his neck, which obviously is going to come up later. Yeah. Um, That's one of my notes. Like I I saw it in a screen before because it's been a while since I watched the episode. And so I saw it like right before any of that came up. I'm like, oh, wait, that ain't right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, was it this episode that they like reveal that like uh, he has been compromised or was that actually in the finale? I, I believe that it's later. OK. Yeah. Yeah, it's later. The, yeah. The, re- the like the reason Donnie did all this on his own is because it's basically because what Raph made fun of him for thinking he had a chance with April. Yeah. And kind of humiliated him in front of April during training. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I'm really following the, the logic that he used to do such a, you know, take it on such a dangerous mission on him on his own, especially yeah. when saving April's dad was kind of one of their main goals in the yeah. entire season but fine you know whatever yeah um april finds a really weird orb where does she find that orb orb yeah april found this this like this white orb thing it was all part of her like i have special powers or secret like a secret origin possibly or, or I'm basically I'm more important than I really should be April plot I'm going to skip that part uh, okay okay uh, going over all these episodes is watering down my hatred for this April plot so much because I feel like when we get to the end of the episode, I'm not going to want to talk about it as much as I want to absolutely talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's pointless. Like they're they're manufacturing a damsel story when literally in in the last you know we'll get to it we'll get to it when we get to the last episode. It's just infuriating, and and this whole. April finding this 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 orb thing that doesn't really do anything that's it's activated that the Krang look for. It's a red herring that is pointless, and only adds to, like, it adds to screen time. Is really all it does. Mm-hmm. 
you know, had they replaced it with something actually interesting or something entertaining at the very least, I probably would have been more on board. Right. Um, I guess with that said, what else you got for this episode? Mm. Operation Breakout. I, I thoroughly enjoyed um, the uh, the neutralizer scenes. I like the neutralizer. Yeah. Uh, the end of it, it's revealed that Shredder uh, is working with the Krang. Uh, the end of the episode has Kirby, April's father, um, with a dramatically, like, like, in, like an evil face on. Like, obviously, going into the big grand finale, grand finale of the season, we're supposed to believe something isn't right with Kirby. I mean, you could tell kind of right away. If you're watching the episode, something's just off. Yeah. And that the Krang had, like, plotted, like, they had set this up from the start. And in the next episode, Showdown Part 1, this is all of that coming to fruition. Okay, we learned that the Krang plan to bring the Technodrome from Dimension X uh, using the, what, what is basically the Transmat device. And we learn of a new character slash Krang uh, named Krang Prime. <laughs> Do you know who voices Krang Prime? Uh, Krang Prime is Roseanne Barr, right? It's very appropriate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look at me. I'm Krang. Yeah, absolutely. Krang Prime. So the, the Turtles decide they have to, you know, the, the, they know they've been informed that the Krang are moving to I don't know their their plans are are going to are going to happen immediately and they have to go take care of them. So the turtles bolt. They they head to TCRI and April questions Splinter. It's like why aren't you going with them? That was this is true. This yeah, if this is truly as important as you say, wouldn't they need your help? Wouldn't your help help them? Like, what are you doing? You're just chilling at the, the chilling at the pad. And Splinter's answer was very, "I'm the teacher. I'm not supposed to." And she's like, "Well, that's wrong. Like, this is an April situation where I was very much on board. Like, no, you are an experienced fighter. What are you doing here? Yeah, sending out your sons to go take on the Krang and possibly, well, without unbeknownst to him, the Shredder." Right, they are no match for. Yeah, like her calling him out was probably my favorite part of that episode. Yeah, it was a very like city at war moment between her and Splinter, basically. uh Oh yeah, it it was it was very it showed it showed the spark in April that we haven't seen much all season. Yeah, there's just a spunk there. It's like hey. No, you're wrong. You may be my teacher, but you're wrong. Um, let's see. The turtles go to sneak into TCRI. They get there, and they use the pigeon prank. Yeah. The, the pigeon gag, where they hold well, a pigeon. This time it's a real pigeon. Yeah. Well, before that, they use the shell razor and my boy Metalhead as a distraction. <laughs> Which was 
so beautiful. Uh, it was beautiful. Metalhead is cool. It. I love it. I hate that they did the exact same thing twice this season. Well, exact same thing. Uh, to the exact same building. Eh. The Kranger that dumb. I guess so. Like, they did it once with Leatherhead, then they did it again with, me- with Metalhead. I don't know. But yeah, it was really, it was really cool to see Metalhead again. Like, yeah, really, really, really cool. And then the, the, the turtles use their like bat wing things to, to fly <laughs> so awesome. onto the side of the building. Now they're just pulling all kinds of things out of their butts to, 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 to travel. Um, like but you said, yeah, the, the pigeon distractions back, which was, which was very, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great that that just continues to come up because it was in the comic. It was in 2000. It was two K three. It's, was in 2012 like i think layered had to fight to get it in the episode but i'm like why it's funny it's a great distraction you know and and this time they used a real pigeon so it's you know it works yeah. even better april's dad is revealed to be brainwashed and leads her to the foot clan who kidnaps her in the uh w- with the um intent on giving her to the crank splinter Goes to the foot because he learns that. What's his name? That, uh, oh, yeah. He, when he learns that, that Kirby has been compromised. That, is that what he does? Yeah. Yeah. He learns that Kirby's been compromised and then goes to save April. At the foot, the, the foot compound, which which kind of leads into the big season finale fight between uh, Splinter and Shredder. That's a beautiful lead up too. Yes. Oh, dude. I, I don't know if it was this episode or the next one, but Splinter arriving and basically dressing up like a, like an Assassin's Creed character. Like a freaking Jedi just taking everybody Jedi. out. Yeah. Oh, it was so, so effective. It was very satisfying because you don't get to see him do much. You really don't. Not usually. Yeah. And... Him, him wearing that, and the reveal to Shredder that hey, I'm a rat, is it works? It works really well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to delineate where exactly this episode ends, so I'm just gonna keep talking about that fight because that fight is the more interesting thing here. Yeah. In this finale, uh, he. Ends up, you know, of course, fighting Shredder one on one. Shredder is kind of getting the best of him. You know, they, they end up fighting, and it ultimately, like, Splinter was going to end it. He was going to kill the Shredder, or at least that's what we're led to believe. Mm-hmm. And then Karai intervenes. And that's where the, the, the story really takes a, like, like, that is the big reveal. The reveal that this is Miwa. Yeah, yeah. Sh- like, Shredder basically says, you know, without saying it, I killed your wife, and, and I stole your family. You know, your daughter has been raised and will grow, like, and will grow old believing that, you know, you, you are the enemy. 
that you killed her her mother which is just so superbly evil oh extremely like you can't like to, to kill a dude is one thing but to murder his wife and then kidnap his daughter raise his daughter to hate him is just profoundly evil mm-hmm so, you know, you, you, you were talking about the Shredder being kind of one note. It, 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 he is. He is. But boy, is that note loud. <laughs> it's very loud in this episode. Or episodes. Oh. Yeah. What, what did you think about the, 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 the Shredder Splinter fight there? Oh, I loved it. Like, this, this was very, very well crafted. Um, and you saw Shredder using, you know, tricks like he always does. Um, mm-hmm. to get the upper hand, um, yeah. but ultimately it didn't do him any good. Or, or did it? Um, it, it did at first. Like you yeah. know, there there was the fire that and, and the and the and the, the the fog, you know, all of these elements that that Shredder yeah. is familiar with because it's his it's his uh, basically his office, basically, <laughs> um, ninja businessman. Yeah. Yeah, I I really liked that that Splinter pulled out all the stops. There there wasn't ever a, a situation where Splinter just looked like an old man. Yeah, which is is one of his one of the things I have I've I've always kind of had an issue with him being as an old man. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not that old. He's probably in like maybe his thirties. Yeah, he's not that old. Or forties maybe in this iteration. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, and like he, there was there's a there's there's a, a shot where he bites through Shredder's claws. Ooh, with his rat teeth. Man, that was just that was intense. Yeah, yeah, like like it, the, there's a whole nother plot happening in this episode, but I really don't care that much about what the turtles are doing. I mean, I you know, I do, but like, like it's it's interesting, and you know, they're they're fighting cleverly built, you know, Krang enemies and Krang weapons and Krang Prime, you know. But the more interesting stuff is happening between Shredder and yeah, yeah, the 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 more story impacting stuff is happening across town. I'll give you that. Um, if we if if we jump to the turtles, like you know, they infiltrate. They're trying to 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 to, to blow up the uh, the transmat. That way, the technodrome cannot come through. Uh, yeah. They fail. The technodrome does come through. The technodrome giant looks like spear. I was just going to say a giant COVID <laughs> uh, COVID virus. Oh no, because that's what it looks like. Uh, womp womp. Ultimately, they end up, you know, they they win. You know, like we can go through the the minutia of fighting this and fighting that, and the cool action sequence here, cool action sequence here, uh, Crank Prime coming after them, but they win. They win. Um, yeah. The probably the most important thing at the end is, again, a thing that they did two times. Leo is one hundred percent ready to sacrifice himself for the greater good. Yeah. You know, he did that twice in two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this being a children's television show, I don't think the the um, as, watching it as an adult, I don't think it has the same gravity that you would expect that type of gesture to have. Mm-hmm. It was it was nice seeing them toy with that. Yeah, they got away with a lot. Yeah, and they 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 use. <laughs> They cleverly use misdirection or Mikey uh, for the jokes to pull away from all that other stuff. And so they're able to kind of blend it and craft it um, and put it all together really well so they can sneak a lot of stuff in there um, yeah. without having to water it down um, for the audience, which is, is nice, is really nice to see. And, and, and you're right. Mikey is used to great effect in these two episodes. But um, it's not to annoyance. Like at no, first, you're no, like, no. You don't know what to make of Mikey in in this new iteration because he's always the fall guy. He's always you know because everybody knows that he jokes around. So, but as the series goes on, you enjoy those moments. I think he has more personality than he's probably ever had. Um, yeah, yeah, and 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 like his his personality and his character is the seasoning on this whole series yeah without mikey there would be a serious hole in the character of these turtles yeah like i gotta give it to greg sipes for just going all out as mikey you could tell he was born to play this character (laughs) yeah Probably like the like the big the the big climactic finish of this episode is a turtle dance party. Yes, yes. <laughs> what do you think of the terrible turtle dance party? Oh, uh, well, by terrible you mean terribly awesome because they were doing everything. Uh, the 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 freaking robot with metal head and Donnie was like one of my favorite moments. Um, I think they'd do the Dougie at one point. When, Running when, man. When I say terrible, I mean that none of the turtles can dance. No, no. none of them. No, I don't care. It's still great. <laughs> it, it was it was fun. It was it was it was it was it was a fun way to end the season. Yeah, you know they they could have ended it right there. You know, as they were floating in the harbor. Hmm when Leo's revealed to still be alive. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, I don't know if the episode was written before they knew they were getting a second season or not. Yeah. Who knows? But it, they could have ended the season on, Oh no, did Leo die? Yeah. Um, I think that would have, I don't even know if it would have been better, but I think I would have liked it better. Mm-hmm. But the problem with like those types of cliffhangers, like when a show does get canceled and that's it, I hate right, that. Because right. it jerks your heart out, man. You know? Like, oh, is Leo dead? Wait, six months later. Oh, oh no, he's not. You know, yeah. like if there was not a. I, that, and that's why I said maybe they just wrote the the season finale thinking if this is the end of the season it can also be the end of the show if necessary right um but i don't know 
what, what notes do you have on this season as a whole? I have one, I believe. Um, I kind of like lost track of it and like didn't really separate the two episodes. Is it? I think mine just kind of ran as one big one. Uh huh. Um, so it was kind of hard for me to keep track of certain things. Um, but we kind of have a throwback to the you know uh, to the eighty seven series. And where's the techn? Where does the technodrome end up? The bottom of the. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the what is the bottom of the river? Yeah, or the ocean, or whatever, whatever yeah, body of water it was. The harbor, yeah, the bottom of the ocean. It's not quite gone. Um, but as a whole, um, this series is just fantastic. You can tell a lot of people love and care about the property. Everybody's giving a hundred percent. Um, I got to give it up to Ciro for leading the way. And just, you could tell that, you know, he grew up with all of it. He just consumed everything turtles. And it, it shows that, that love, that genuine love for a property. And when it's done well, like I didn't know what to expect. Cause like at that, at this point, I thought 2K3 was the best. Like, how are you going to get better than that? And it totally changed my mind. Hmm. Really? Like, like this is my favorite Turtle series. Like, I put it 2K12, 2K3, 87. I, I echo that sentiment a lot. Like, mm-hmm. ultimately, I think this is the, the, the best overall series this set of episodes as i said before just didn't they just didn't hit as hard as the first 13 to me yeah and i don't know if it's like just a personal like what have you done for me lately vibe that that, that i get from the 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 second half of the season but i feel like had everything just been a little tighter and rather than it been 26 episodes let's say they pared it down to six or not six, <laughs> pared it down by six, uh, and it been right. like a twenty episode season. Like mm-hmm. a, a lot of a lot of shows that have to produce twenty five, twenty six episodes a year, they they can. It's very easy for them to lose their momentum. Mm-hmm. And series that are only ten episodes or twelve or fifteen episodes, they, they don't have room for filler. They don't have room for pointless, just scene chewing which I feel like there's a lot of just stuff in this series, in in a lot of these episodes that, why is that there? Like, we don't need right. that. And it, it's, it's hard for me to bring that up and also say that it doesn't work against the series. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I think the series is fine even with that stuff. Yeah. Um, if any of that made sense, I don't know oh, if it did, but complete and total sense. Um, you don't really, I, I don't know if there's many shows now that follow that, that 26 episode formula, at least in animated format. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like normally now you, you get like 13 episodes or so where, or some series are broken up into 
two 11 minute segments, which equal out to be, you know, 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know adventure time and, and we bear bears follows that format. Um, but yeah. Um, but I think there are still some, some series that do, if they do have 13 episodes, there is still some filler like teen Titans, the original, um, I call out that one because there's definitely episodes in that first season that I'm like, Ooh, this is filler. I don't need this. Um, yeah. But, and, and, and like, if you, if you just look at it, like one season of television, 26 episodes, that's literally them writing and animating an entire episode in two weeks. Yeah. Cause they have to like, they only they only have fifty two weeks a year. Mm-hmm. I know I I know I complained a lot about this season, and I I really really want to complain about April. I really do. So I'm going to give me a minute. Here we go. Okay. It's revealed that April has the proper brainwave to facilitate the Krang being brought into this dimension. Like, that. first up, that doesn't really make much sense. It doesn't... It doesn't mean that she has... Like, basically, it's hinted that she has some sort of secret origin or she has some sort of secret... Like, something happened to her. No, it's just, oh, she happens to have it. Like, it's a roll of the dice. Oh, you're the one. You're, you're Neo. And it it doesn't make any sense in this se- in in this season. Like that entire subplot could be pulled out, and some other more believable like big final thing w- like would have been probably better. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like like punt the whole Splinter Shredder stuff to season two, and. Say something like, oh, the, the Krang need the mutagen that's in Splinter's body because it is mutagen prime. It's the first mutagen they made, and it was the only one that had the the, the, the right concoction to allow them to breathe on Earth. You know, like, do something like that. Don't do this vague mysticism crap where uh, ultimately April has powers that are completely unexplained. Let April be April. She doesn't need to be a tool for the enemy to magically come to Earth. Yeah. It's infuriating. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I didn't go that deep into it. Um, <laughs> but I will say, like, you know, the, the... I don't think that, you know... Like, we talked about how Shredder is, like his character's not fleshed out well and April's, I mean, we've, we've had this discussion before where April's just not, they don't really know what to do with her and she's not as interesting as she could be because there's a lot of potential there. Yeah. Um, uh, like I think we, I think we maybe both enjoy the, the IDW version. Um, I think you had problems with that too. Um, no, 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 no. Her, her, like that's probably my favorite version of her yeah just just because they're they're properly using 
her like her strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And I actually, if I think back to the episode we recorded, I think I said the original April in the cartoon was was my favorite. But mm-hmm. like April is a human female. Like pigeonholing her or, or, or shoehorning her into all these weird over the top like extraterrestrial plot points yeah. does not work to her strengths. And ultimately leaves her character in a tight spot that she shouldn't be in in the first place. Yeah. So. Well, you have some very, you make some very valid points. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, th- th- that's really the only part of the, the, the end of the season that just absolutely pissed me off. Can I say that on this show? I don't know. It, yeah. Can I say it pissed me off? Is that, yeah. is that, yeah, yeah, we'll say that. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you know, it's, 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 it's a solid, it's a solid first season. Uh, it, 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 it lays the groundwork for a lot of stuff. It, it basically says everything is on the table. You know, if we want to draw from the car- cartoons, we will. If we want to draw from the comics, we will. Uh, we've cr- created these four turtle characters that very closely resemble how you remember who they are, but also take all four of them in directions that you've never seen before. I can't speak positively enough about it, and I feel like I don't. I it's 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 I just kind of take for granted how good this series is. Yeah, just all across the board, the 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 voice acting, the writing, um, you know, just everything because everybody's given their all. Yeah, and it's like, how do we wow? Basically, how do we wow and ignite the fandom? after all this time? Like, how do we make it different but familiar at the same time? In, and, a, in a way that doesn't uh, upset the fickleness of, you know, fan fandom in, in the 2010s. Yeah, and I don't really... Like, I hear more, like, negative talk about people not liking 2K3 compared to the 87 cartoon, but I don't... Which is makes no sense. Um... But I don't really hear a lot of like negativity towards the Nick series as much. But then again, I guess I'm not digging into it. And I don't really care because <laughs> I don't really care. What they're wrong. Think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just I really don't care what people think, you know, and, and you and I disagree on a lot of things. Um, but I think we, we, we both agree that when it's really well written, really well done. And it's just so good. That is a a a definitely a, a cause for celebration, which is yeah. this show. Absolutely, absolutely. And as hard as it for as hard as it is for me to look at this show and the two K three show as an outsider, because mm-hmm. obviously I'm very far away from being an outsider at this point. Um, yeah, I can see this show being infinitely more digestible than the two K three show. Yeah, it kind of hits. I I love 2K3, but it's so tied to what the turtles used to be mm-hmm. that it's that that it doesn't have the freedom to take the liberties that this one does. Yeah. Well, I think I, I think I think I've got everything off my chest. What about you, Jeff? Yeah, I I think that pretty much covers it. Mm. 
Well, Jeff, when this when this pandemic is over, or in the waning days of said pandemic, where can you be found? You can find me. I almost did a crying thing. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me in the place that is not this place that is the podcast of the <laughs> in the in the zone of the warp. You can find me in the zone of the warp. Um, uh, as always, Sergio, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade. Uh, we're located in uh, Crossgates, uh, Brandon, Mississippi area. Um, we specialize in video game entertainment. If you hadn't gathered that already uh, by the word arcade. Um, uh, hundreds of games to play. Uh, retro, modern. Uh, we do tournaments, birthday parties, uh, gatherings, and whatnot. Um, and uh, please come out and support us. Um, uh, we we love love being here for the community. We love what we do. We love video games, and um, we'd love to see you when everything's all safe to go out there. I'll be I, I, as soon as you open up. I'm going to show up and cough on everything. Oh, good, good, <laughs> good. I'll I'm be, kidding. Obviously, I'll, I'll be there with disinfectant to hose you down. <laughs> well, here's the here's the part where I uh, usually plug Reality Breached. I'm not going to because we're running way long. Uh, just visit realitybreached.com uh, and also subscribe to Shellheads on all any podcast platform you can find. Uh, also follow us on both Facebook and Instagram. Uh, what are we talking about next time? Ooh, I don't know. You know what? We're going to keep that a secret. Um, one, because I don't have it pulled up. And two, because it might change. Like, I'm in a mood. So I, I, I might move some stuff around. Who knows? Okay. Mystery uh, episode, folks. Feeling frisky. Yeah. So uh, tune in next time. Uh, I'm Sergio. I am the Krang. <laughs> <laughs> and we are the heads of the shell. We are the ones that are putting on the podcast that is in your ears, known as the podcast of shellheads. <laughs> Tune in next time. It shouldn't be this uncomfortable. It shouldn't. They're well, teenagers. Yeah, but they're also animals. So that that's kind of a line you don't cross. But it, are they? They're anthropomorphic. Yeah. Like, like, come on. Like, I know this. This may be treading into territory we don't need to, especially not this. Like at this point in in the show. But if animals could like talk and conduct themselves as human beings you can kind of assume that people would fall in love with them in that manner right like that would happen it would be something society would have to figure out whether or not that was okay I'm, I'm not I'm, even justifying it i'm just saying if I'm, if I'm, they were talking animals we'd have to deal with it because it would happen
I'm going to go ahead and say cut that whole argument out because that's extremely Why? not the way we need to go with this. Why? I like I look, look, I'm I'm this, this isn't me trying to be we might get a lot of hate mail for that one. <laughs> Why? How I am I wrong? All I'm saying is it would exist. If if I say murder is, you know, murder is a thing and we as a society have decided that it's wrong, how is that different? No, look, look, this isn't me trying to, to justify anything. I'm just saying it's interesting that, that that this Ninja Turtle show is the one that's like, hey, this is the thing. Things got real dark quick. <laughs> Don't miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast. Visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.